0: We're actively discouraged from having, let alone enforcing, our boundaries. Welcome to the Sensuality Academy podcast, where I share tangible techniques to help you embody your femininity, enhance your sex life and elevate your relationships. I'm your host, Eleanor Hadley, sensuality coach and founder of Sensual Yoga. Now let's unleash your inner sensualista. Welcome to episode 43 of the Sensuality Academy podcast. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you, if you haven't already, to get yourself on the VIP waitlist for my upcoming course, Embodied, ASAP. I've had so many of you asking me to do more online courses after you saw me teaching in-person workshops around Australia earlier this year and got a little bit of FOMO. So I'm really excited to be bringing back this intensive online experience for you all. Starting next week, Embodied is a six-week immersion designed to help you embody your femininity, enhance your sex life, and elevate your relationships. Sound familiar? You already listened to the podcast, so I know these themes interest you, and Embodied is a chance to go even deeper and put my teachings into practice, to really embody them, if you will. During this journey, you'll receive weekly video lessons from me, curated exercises to help you embody the teachings, workbooks and guided meditations, along with weekly live Q&A sessions with me and the other students where you'll get the opportunity to submit questions and connect with like-minded people from around the world. I've intentionally designed this course to help you feel truly embodied from the inside out. Each week we'll dive into a new topic to help you connect deeper with yourself, your pleasure, and your loved ones. We'll be exploring self inquiry and deconditioning, the energetics of feminine and masculine polarity, menstrual cycle awareness, self-intimacy and self-pleasure, sex and orgasm, and relationships and communication. Now, and here's the important part, priority enrollments open in two days. That's this Wednesday, 14th of July, if you're listening in real time, But this is only for those who have signed up for the VIP waitlist and you really want to sign up to the waitlist because by doing so, you'll receive priority early bird enrollment, a $100 discount on the full price of the course, plus a bonus one hour guided video lesson of my signature movement practice, Sensual Easter Flow. To get yourself on the waitlist, head to the sensualityacademy.com/embodied-waitlist or simply find the link in the description of the episode and the show notes. I cannot wait to get embodied with you. Tell me, how good are you at receiving? If you're anything like me or how I used to be, it may be a struggle. Women in particular can find it really hard to receive, to let others do things for them, to accept and even ask for help, or to simply allow someone to spoil them. But receptivity is a naturally feminine quality. We've just forgotten our nature. We're conditioned this way. Always being people pleasers, putting others' needs before our own, being careful not to come across as rude or, heaven forbid, too much. The blueprint in our society is the way of the masculine. And in a world where the masculine is celebrated while the feminine is denigrated, we end up with really warped expressions of femininity, leading... To many of us who identify as female, taking on these qualities of wounded femininity that center male approval and make us smaller and smaller and less and less expressive. We're taught that to get by in this world that you need to hustle, you need to work hard to push, to fight, to try, try, try. And (sighs) aren't you exhausted? I know I am. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything inherently wrong with these traits, but what I'm saying is that if you identify with the energy of the feminine at your core, that is the flow of the ease, the strength in softness, the yin, living your life in the fast lane, it's it's just a surefire way to burn your damn self out. And trust me, I've been there. The masculine is active. The feminine is passive. And I can see you already cringing at that. Passive, Eleanor, really? Ugh. But let's rethink passivity for a moment, shall we? Instead of equating passive with lazy, weak, spineless, instead I invite you to reframe it as an energy of... Easeful allowing. Magnetism, if you will. A magnet doesn't go out searching for something to cling on to. No, no, no. It just attracts. It's chilling, doing its thing, minding its own business when something that is meant for it comes into its orbit and boom, it's immediately drawn in, magnetically attracted to it. It's passive in this process. Its very nature attracts in what is right for it, and repels what's not. This is the feminine. Of course, only when we open ourselves up to it. So today, I want to invite you to stop resisting and start allowing. Stop giving so much and start receiving. If the art of receiving is new to you, I've got you. I've recognized that there are five ways in which we can start to drop more into our femininity and invite more receptivity into our lives. So let's get into it. Number one is stop keeping score. Okay, first things first, I want you to accept worthiness as your baseline. You exist, you're worthy. It's inherently so. No arguments. It is what it is. I find so many women won't allow themselves to receive, to experience pleasure because somehow they think that they're not worthy. I've been there too. And this comes from a lot of things. But one of them is this tendency to keep score. So often we go around keeping score of, you know, well, I did this for this person, so considering that, I guess I can now say yes to their offer for help, or or even worse, if I accept their help, then I'm going to have to pay them back sometime, I'll be indebted to them, and it'll just stress me out, so it's easier to just say no and do it on my own. Am I resonating with you? <laughs> So now maybe you do this or maybe you're the one who keeps score the other way around. Maybe you expect that someone has to do something for you just because you did something for them. Know what I mean? I remember always finding it so odd when as a kid my parents would almost keep track of their friends who had recently hosted them for dinner And assure that they make plans to have them over to their place or our place (laughs) in the next few weeks to ensure that it was even. And I always wondered, like, do they care? Like, are we really keeping track? Is that why you're doing it? Like, if you're only ever doing something for someone else so that you can add it to your score sheet so that they are now indebted to you, is it really necessary? Is it really healthy? Instead, I like to flow with my giving and with my receptivity. A lot of the time, and for many people, giving can be an absolute pleasure. Inviting my friends around for a night of crafts and conversation and making a big batch of pumpkin soup for us to all enjoy together? Delightful. I take joy in sharing and caring for the people that I love, and they can feel that because it comes from a place of love and not expectation, or worse, resentment. At no point am I logging in the back of my mind who was in attendance and when I expect to receive an invite to their place for pumpkin soup. To me, that's just preposterous, but I know so many people do this. So I want to invite you to let go of that old conditioning and the expectations. So give freely, but not too much, (laughs) and receive freely too. I say give freely, but not too much, because often I think that we give way more than we get. So allow yourself to receive, stop keeping score. Now, number two, how to become more open and receptive is set some damn boundaries. Truly, I could talk about boundaries for an entire damn episode, and I have. Check out episode 11 for more on how to set and maintain boundaries. But it really bears repeating because boundaries, as they say, are the way that I can love you and me at the same time. Now, women in particular are conditioned so heavily to be Small, to be quiet, to not get in the way, to not make a fuss, to be seen, not heard. Generally to be doormats for the patriarchy. But we're actively discouraged from having, let alone enforcing, our boundaries. Because as Florence Given says, a bitch is a woman with boundaries. People in your life will absolutely hate it when you start realising your worth. Stop accepting shitty treatment and start enforcing your personal boundaries. When I say people in your life, the people in the life who don't necessarily have your best interests at heart, that is. Because it's going to mean one of two things. One, either they can no longer happily, easily walk all over you and or they'll need to reckon with the realization that they have a tendency to walk all over people. It's a shitty thing to realize about yourself. So I want to encourage you to say a big screw you to this toxic positivity rhetoric that insists that you have to say yes to everything. I want to encourage you to say no more often, not because you're being a negative Nancy, but instead because you know your goddamn worth and you recognize that saying no to shit that doesn't serve you And setting your boundaries is how you say yes to yourself. It's how you open up to receive that which is meant for you, how you become magnetic. I've got a really, really great activity in Embodied for You that takes you through the process of setting clear boundaries and practicing maintaining them. So another little reminder to get your booty on that wait list so we can be badass boundary babes together. Number three is attune your senses. I know, I know, you've heard me talk about sensuality and the senses for damn near 43 episodes thus far, but why don't we reframe it today in terms of sensitivity, sensitive, the senses, to be sensitive to your senses. Let's think about receptivity as sensitivity for a moment. This is an idea that was illuminated to me by the inimitable Alex Wolf. She's a tech philosopher and someone whose work and overall outlook on life I really, really admire. Definitely check out her show, The Alex Wolf Podcast, if you are in the mood to have your whole world turned upside down in the best way possible. So sensitivity and receptivity we are constantly receiving information. You're receiving information from me in your ear holes right now. (laughs) Whether it be the noise of the traffic, the flashing images on the TV, the influx of text and imagery as you scroll through your social media feeds, billboards, ads, constant stimulus is coming at us all day, every single day. I know for me that The sheer number of texts, DMs, calls, emails, all of it makes me overwhelmed as fuck. (laughs) And sometimes I just have to tap out. Sometimes I've noticed as well, and maybe you do too, at night my mind just races when I close my eyes because they're so used to having a screen of distraction in front of them. It's why so many people find that they can't really enjoy a sunset. They can't pay attention Their attention span is literally dwindling. A walk in nature isn't exciting. Any time away from the assault to the senses that we've become used to is just not as satisfying as this short serotonin infused dopamine hit that we get from social media and all these things that are bombarding our senses. Now, if you're anything like me, you'll know, yes, these things, (laughs) nature, stillness, slowness, they are deeply satisfying, but recognize that we live in a world where we don't really have many opportunities to do that without really making an effort. And as a result of constantly being bombarded, our senses have become duller, less sensitive, To the delicate nuances of things like like the way that the light diffuses through the leaves on the trees. The subtle sounds of the birds chirping around us. The faint scent of a lingering perfume as someone's left the room. The soft notes of hibiscus or rose in your tea. And I know I bang on about sensuality and tuning into your senses all the time. It's my thing. (laughs) But it's because I really feel like so many of us have forgotten how and I do too sometimes. So I want to encourage you to get more sensitive. There's nothing wrong with sensitivity. It's a beautiful thing to be able to tune in. And really feel the subtleties, the nuances. So get more sensitive, get more sensual, be truly of the senses. Open yourself up to receiving the joy and the pleasure that comes with being attuned to your sensual world. And number four, prioritize rest. So I was on the phone with my brother last week. And he was asking how I was, how I was going, and I was explaining to him how I'd been feeling really, really good lately, you know, really in flow. And I almost said the dreaded P word, productive, (laughs) but I stopped myself short. And then I explained to him that I've got a really fractured relationship with the word productive because until a matter of years ago, and honestly, even still sometimes now, I've had this ingrained story or belief about myself that I'm just lazy. I need to be more productive. Of course, I'm comparing myself to other people. I'm comparing myself and I have been and I was comparing myself for years against the masculine norm, the patriarchal expectation of productivity, productivity um, of producing things, of getting things done, measuring my worth that way. I have tied it so deeply to my worth that for years I I either wouldn't let myself rest or I'd berate myself and feel so so guilty when I did. But you know what? My rest for years wasn't even that nourishing. It wasn't rejuvenating because I was always in my head thinking, oh no, I should be doing this. Think of the things you could get done in this time that you're just sitting around. You're so lazy. All these things. Tell me if these Stories come up for you too. I'm certain I'm not the only one. When I did anything other than work or do any activities that could be outwardly perceived as productive or worthwhile, I felt hugely guilty. And I still fight with that sometimes. And I have to keep allowing myself to rest because I know how beneficial it is. And I did an entire whole damn episode about the problem with the productivity at the start of the pandemic because I noticed myself spiraling into this trap of trying to make the most of my time to have something to show for it at the end of lockdown. What an interesting time that was. Do you remember the influx of offerings and yoga studios going online and craft and activities and all these things that people were saying you should do and spend your time wisely while you're not working or while you're stuck at home Show that you've done something with your time. There weren't as many people saying, Hey, here's an opportunity to rest, rest hard. You deserve it. That's what we needed. So, the episode is episode 12. If you recognize yourself in that pattern and you want to check it out, all of this to say prioritize rest, rest more, rest often, rest well. If anything is productive, it's rest. But I fucking hate that word. (laughs) Rest allows you to tune in to how you feel emotionally, physically, mentally. Rest invites you to be deeply present. When you give yourself permission to rest, to have spaciousness in your day, in your life, you send a message to yourself, to others, and to the universe that you're open and ready to receive more pleasure. Being well-rested is the ultimate flex. Don't let capitalism fool you. And finally, number five. In order to be more receptive, learning how to embody your femininity and open yourself up to receiving, you must ask for and accept Now, look, I have always prided myself on being super independent, from the big things like living and traveling alone, moving interstate, starting my own businesses, to the simple things like stubbornly insisting that, no, 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 I've got it, I can open that jar, or lifting heavy shit just to prove that I can do hard things on my own. I've been there, I'm there often, (laughs) but... This is something that I've even been learning a lot in my own life lately. It's so beautiful to actually just accept help, (laughs) to ask for help. Oh, it's tough, especially when you haven't done it for a long time. You're out of practice, but it's powerful. And I want to remind you that just because you can do something doesn't mean you have to. So I've been speaking a lot lately about community. Something that I'm working on in my own life is really cultivating community. And I think that this idea of cultivating community and relinquishing yourself to receptivity really go hand in hand. I don't know about you, but I'm really fucking tired of doing things on my own. Yes, I'm capable as fuck, and I know you are too, but... I've recently finally, finally let go of the whole strong independent woman trope and allowed myself to just release the programming that says I should be able to cope with everything by myself. And I'm at last letting people help me. And not only that, but Opening up to allow others to treat me and to spoil me, it has been an absolute game changer. And oh, how uncomfortable can it be when someone says, oh, I want to spoil you, I want to do this for you. It's this weird thing of like flattery and discomfort. Like, oh, do I deserve that? Remember, you're inherently worthy. Of course you deserve it. You don't have to settle a score. You don't then have to give an equal, perceived equal amount Back. You can just receive. I think that so many of us don't ask for or accept help because we really, really worry about what others will think, how others will perceive us if we say, hey, I need a hand, or yes, please, I would love your help. Everything runs through our mind, you know, will they think I'm lazy, incapable, demanding, pathetic? And it's in this way that we sabotage any chance. We could have to surrender, to receive, to let go of control and just simply enjoy being cared for. And honestly, when we don't allow someone to look after us, to care for us, to help us, when we say, no, 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 it's fine, I've got it, or no, it's okay. When someone asks if you wanted a cup of tea or anything, it can be small, it can be big. I think that in some ways it's actually Somewhat selfish, if you really think about it, because when someone offers to do something for you and they're not coming from a place of expectation or resentment, and you say, no, you're actually denying them the pleasure in doing something kind for you, someone that they clearly care about. So remember my pumpkin soup craft and conversation night? (laughs) If someone said, one of my friends said to me, oh, no, it's okay, Eleanor, you don't have to do that. I'd be quite hurt. I'd be like, oh, they don't want to spend time with me. I really wanted to make soup for you. (laughs) You know, It's, it's such a pleasure to be able to give and to be able to openly receive is a necessity. So I really encourage you to think of it through this lens the next time that someone offers you a helping hand. Now, for me, in my recent move, I had a freshly injured ankle, and so I couldn't physically do quite a lot of things. I was trying, stubborn ass Taurus over here, really wanting to do a lot of things by myself. But I heard the lesson. <laughs> and so I did surrender and accepted help. I accepted help from my family and my friends to help me pack and to move things around for me And then another opportunity that I had recently to just shut up and receive (laughs) was when a friend texted me and said, I'd love to make you dinner this weekend. When can I come over? Now, old me would have defaulted to like, oh, no, 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 you don't have to do that. That's okay. But let me tell you, the joy of simply saying, that sounds wonderful. Thank you. Let's do Sunday was only matched by the pleasure of having a delicious meal cooked for me in my kitchen, made with love. So I want to invite you today to say yes when someone asks if they can do something for you, to take the initiative to ask for a helping hand, to let yourself receive. Now, starting with these five things is the pathway to cultivating more pleasure in your life. So remember, number one, stop keeping score. Number two, set some damn boundaries. Number three, attune your senses. Number four, prioritize rest. And number five, ask for and accept help. In this way, you will invite in more pleasure into your life by really opening yourself up to receive. Remember that the way that we do life is often the way that we do sex. So, slow down, open up, surrender, and receive. Receptivity, as we've explored, is a naturally feminine energetic trait. I'll be sharing more about embodying your femininity, enhancing your sex life, and elevating your relationships in my upcoming course, Embodied. This program is going to help you to invite all the juicy pleasure into your life and to connect you more deeply with yourself, your pleasure, your body, and others in your life in this six week intensive online course. I hope that you'll accept my invitation and join me in Embodied. Now remember, early bird enrollments open this Wednesday in just two days. To get priority early bird enrollment, plus a special discount of $100 and a bonus guided video lesson of my signature practice, Sensualista Flow, you must be on the VIP waitlist. So head over to the sensualityacademy.com embodied dash waitlist, or find the link in the show notes and episode description now and get ready to get embodied. Thank you so much for listening, my loves. And as always, stay sensual.